Welcome to the second episode of The Rise Show. I'm your host, Dean Nash. I'm joined today uh, by <laughs> Jalen Milton. Is it Milton? Milton Cofield. Milton Cofield. Thank you. I want to get that right. And you can find him on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. Correct. All right. And is that Jalen? Jalen Milcoff. It's just like my first half of my first last name, the second half of my second last name. And I'll have that in the description written down so everyone can see that. Uh, no, not a problem there. If you haven't joined our mailing list yet, please do so. It's free. It takes seconds. It's Varelli.org slash sign up. Super simple. Get all of our content. Old media is dying. I think we can agree on that. Independent media is the best way to get the most for your bang out of your buck. Uh, if you also haven't considered it, VP Plus just launched it. Varelli.org slash join team TV. I think we've got it set at right now. Uh, you get premium news stories, uh, rise content. We post there regularly. It's not hard. Um, so we have a lot to talk about uh, between Chicago, Biden, uh, the Kansas City debacle, all that fun stuff. It's a nightmare right now. Um, big cities are looking pretty rough. And, uh, you know, it's something that needs to be talked about. So to, to start off here, the Chicago riots, uh, we're calling it the teen takeover of 2023. I, I, hundreds of teenagers uh, went around the city of Chicago in the Loop area and vandalized cars, businesses. Um, they assaulted tourists. Um, and when Brandon Johnson, who is the uh, new mayor-elect, he said, uh, in quotes, in no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and Lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. And to be honest, that's where he should have ended it. In my opinion, that was a good statement. You know, you have tourists and innocent uh, civilians that are being assaulted and attacked by teenagers for um, really no reason. It was kind of just, I, I, for as far as we know, it was kind of just this um, spur-of-the-moment act of violence that they decided to go for. And uh, then he decided to follow up, unfortunately, with, however, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. I, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to start off on that. Yeah. Um, if you want to look at that too, it's right here. I want to make every, everything's going to be references, sources are going to be available for everybody. Um, but what, what he's suggesting is he's trying to point blame somewhere. He's trying to put blame that these, uh, these teenagers are being starved of their opportunities um, in their own communities for his own words. The, the problem is, um, I'm not entirely sure why he would say something like that. Um, if he's trying to point blame to someone, I feel like he should blame it towards um, the leaders that have been running Chicago for decades. Chicago has over 87,000 crimes, and so most of those violent every single year. I don't know if you knew that or not. It's, yeah. it's, it's horrible. Every single year, there's 87,000 plus. That's like 32, what was that? 32 crimes every 1,000 citizens. Um, I know that you you told me before the show here that you care a lot about um, how society is nowadays and how people have. Um, what what is your stance on something like that? You know, where you have high crime in these cities that are mismanaged. Actually, I just wrote a paper. I'm a criminal justice major. So okay. I, I just wrote a paper about the crime, like the crime rates, and my paper was targeted on the relation between race and crime. Okay. Wow. So you probably you probably might not want to speak up on it, but I'll speak <laughs> up on it. Go for I it. I think that. The problem with the biggest cities in the world, like, I mean, not the world, the country. Right, right. Like, I'm going to say the uncomfortable truth. They're mainly black populated. Mm -hmm. like, we're 13% of the population, but we make up, what, was it, I think it was 59.6% of the murders and the violent crimes. 
So I think the issue is the culture in these cities, like Chicago. These these like teenagers my age and that look like me are being taught that, mm. you know, that like they're being like they're raised up in the, this gang culture. They're raised up in bad neighborhoods where like it's, they're in the murder capital of like the country, and so they're like being like fed violence in their youth as kids. They're growing up being taught to fight, being taught that like a way to make money you gotta hustle, sell drugs, you gotta do all these type of things. So they're just like when you raise bad kids, those bad kids turn into bad teenagers. Those teenagers become adults. And so that's why it's so violent over there. So I just think that we need to, like, feed better things into our youth, in the black youth especially. We need to stop teaching kids that, like, oh, you, the only way you could be successful is if you're an athlete or a rapper. We need to start teaching yeah. black kids, be a doctor, be an entrepreneur, be be a lawyer, be these things. But everyone, all the black kids, it seems they're either going to be gangsters, rappers, or athletes. And I think it's just, like, the culture in those areas and what they're teaching the kids. And you know what? I, I loved that. that was, I, I love that. I think I want to touch on that a little bit too. Like, it's the the political leaders that have been running these these cities, like Chicago, that for decades it's been mostly left controlled. Yeah. Let's be real, and it's it's kind of like this grandstanding. They they're not actually there to help their communities like they should. So when he makes statements like this, where he's saying that they're being starved of their own opportunities, it's because these these left policies, like they even have. Just now, I don't know if you knew this, but CPD is no longer allowed to do foot chases for simple assault and shoplifting. And, and Walmart just dropped or just lost five of their locations in the Chicago area because of shoplifting. And now, now CPD can't even foot chase simple assault, shoplifting, or drunk driving even if, uh, if someone jumps out of their car. This is why these, their own communities are being – I mean, if, if anyone should be put to blame, it should be, it should be the administration of Chicago. It really should. Because if, like, if you are a, let's say, let's say you are a black business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, and, and this teen takeover, they, they destroy your windows, they break in, they steal all of your products. But the police officers that are supposed to protect you, they're supposed to keep your business held, can't even chase them on foot anymore. They can't even pursue. They only made, out of the hundreds of teenagers that, create, that, that um, conducted these horrible crimes, only 15 of them were actually arrested for reckless yeah, conduct. I saw that. Yeah, only 15 reckless conduct. That's it. Because they're not allowed, they've been seriously defunded and restricted from what they're supposed to do. And that right there is another contributing problem with Chicago's, their, their whole atmosphere. And um, it, it, is, it is a real shame. I mean, that's why people are leaving uh, states like Illinois or God awful California, um, leaving those states. Those, uh, those la- last year, Illinois and California were the most moved out to of states out of all 50. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Dallas is about to pass Chicago in city. And, and Chicago's been dominating that list for decades. Chicago's been the top three with Los Angeles and New York of the country for decades. And now Dallas is about to beat Chicago. So if that doesn't tell you something, then God help us. Um, so... That, that right there, the, the Chicago riots, it, it doesn't seem like it was maybe, um, or sorry about that, teen takeover. Uh, <laughs> uh, that right there should, uh, should tell you who, who to blame, who to blame. And it's, it's people like the, uh, the mayor-elect uh, Brandon Johnson who is supposed to take office here pretty soon. Um, I don't think much is going to change with him. I don't think much is going to change uh, just based off of how he handled this and how he's already been advocating against uh, CPD defunding. Um, it's looking pretty grim for Chicago. So, uh, but, but 
on other news, uh, something that also is pretty huge is yesterday we dropped out Drag Disaster, and it was a huge, huge task. For an entire week, it took us to create and compile all the information, the videos, of the photos, everything like that. Please go check that out on our vault. It is huge, Borelli.org slash the vault. Big story, the drag disaster where we talk about wokeness in schools, transgenderism with kids, which I don't know we're going to touch on here in a few minutes about how we feel about transgenderism and kids. That's a big, big deal right now. Um, but please go check it out. And then the mailing list, of course, it's free. Take seconds. So um, another thing that's happened, um, I don't know if you are on Twitter much. I'm not using my social media. No, okay. That's the, that's the right way to live. Um, the CBC, uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, um, they have been officially declared as government-funded media, which they were not too thrilled about and are now boycotting Twitter altogether. Um, it's, not the mo it's not so much of a big story, but it's, it's a bigger picture kind of story. Um, they claimed about 65% of their funding was from the government. So my question to you is... How do you feel about big media companies um, like, you know, the CBC, CBS, NPR, uh, even like CNN? How do you feel about them being funded by the government? I think that, like, when they're being funded by the government, that makes them, like, more inclined to, like, be biased. Yeah. So that's why, like, people, mm -hmm. I think CNN is the one that, like, is associated with the left. Like, yes. Against the left. Yeah. So if they're being funded by the left, obviously they're going to, like, promote things. Exactly. That are like leftist views, yeah. And that's why, like, like sources become corrupt because they like get political. Mm -hmm. So they're being funded by this person. They're gonna obviously say things that this person wants them to say. Yeah. They're being funded by the other person to say what the other person wants them to say. So I think that they should not be funded by the government because they're supposed to just produce news, not their opinions, not a certain view. See, that's how it's so supposed to be. That's how it's right? supposed, to, that's be, how it's supposed so. to be. But uh, when it came out in their uh, records that it was 65% funded by the government and Elon Musk ex exposed this, uh, we're going to put this on an overlay here for you all to see right now. Elon Musk decided to uh, combat this on their Twitter profile. It is 69% um, government funded is the tag he decided to put on CBC's profile and they can't change that. <laughs> because uh, he originally put 70% government funded uh, in spite and they said we're actually less than 70% government funded for 65%. He's like, okay. So he put 69% and it's uh, still, I love having an, uh, love having an, uh, an interesting billionaire in charge of Twitter. It's exciting. But uh, Trudeau wasn't too thrilled about it. Uh, Trudeau came on and said that uh, Twitter was against the Canadian people uh, because that if CBC somehow inherits Canadian values and he jokingly laughed on air in front of many Canadian reporters uh, from the CBC about donating millions of dollars to their to their organization on air. It was pretty gross. I'm also going to put that up here now for you all to see. I think it says a lot about the Conservative Party of Canada that they're choosing to constantly attack independent media organizations, journalists who are working hard to keep Canadians informed and support our democracy. But it's the CBC, th this story here that we're presenting to you is supposed to show you the bigger picture. Um, as he said, there is a big red flag when any media group or any media source is being funded by the government. That means that it, propaganda is a lot more likely to happen right. <laughs> than the contrary. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is to warn you. 
and independent media like us is the, the future of media. Old media is dying like CBC, CBS, God help us, NPR. So you would definitely, subscribing to VP Plus right now would be the best decision for you if you want independent media from a small firm. And I'm telling you that later on, we're gonna talk about Biden. 40% of his entire presidency has been on vacation. Taxpayer dollars, I don't know if you knew this, 282 days of his presidency so far, he has spent taxpayer dollars on vacations. Stuff like that that you need to arm yourself with that information with is something that you'll be able to see on VP Plus exclusive with this show. So uh, the next one is um, it's a little dark. This is the Kansas City shooting. I don't know how much you know about the Kansas City shooting. A little bit. A little bit. It was like the least social media event that makes news. Right. So. Right. Well, you know, this is this is great for us then. <laughs> so um, the long so far as we know, this is still a developing and a new story. Is um, it was a it was a dark night and. Uh, Ralph Yarl, who is 16 years old, uh, allegedly was pulling on the doorknob of Andrew Lester, uh, his front door. Uh, according to Andrew Lester, this doorknob was pulling was aggressive and alarming. Um, so the problem is Lester used his firearm twice, and uh, Ralph Yarl is a young black man, and he, uh, Andrew Lester, fired his uh, his uh, weapon two times, critically injuring Ralph Yarl, and from my knowledge, he's still alive, just in very critical condition uh, uh, according to Andrew Lester uh, sorry I'm reading this word for word who called the police he thought someone was breaking into his home um, and uh, I know BLM was there in the neighborhood when it was happening or after it happened and they were protesting um, if you want my opinion I think it was a premature shooting I know a lot of people on the right might try to say otherwise. Uh, I don't know if it's race related. It's too early to tell whether Andrew Lester is a, I think he's a 65 year old white man. Um, I, I don't know if it's race related. I know his picture, which we'll pull up right now, uh, looks pretty uh, awful, but um, I think it was a premature shooting. Um, so the situation just to put like to visualize is Ralph Yarrow was pulling on the door knobly. He thought it was the, a different house um, and uh, Andrew saw this and from all we know he then fired his gun twice and uh, critically injured Ralph. I think it was the reason why I think it was a premature shooting is because what I would have done is I wouldn't have fired my gun at all um, unless he was inside the house. Yeah. I would have verbal uh, what would you have done if you were Andrew if, if somebody was um, uh, he's oh, Andrew said it was a tall black man six foot um, at night but um, he fired his firearm twice and didn't mention anything about trying to talk to Ralph. Went through like a window or the door, like I like saying maybe like step away. This is the wrong house. What what would you have done in that situation? I definitely I would have tried personally to like de-escalate the situation first yeah. in a different way, in a different manner. But right. also I'm I'm really big person of thinking objectively and not just subjectively. So I'm thinking like if I was an older man, not even like nothing about him being my age, but mm -hmm. if I'm an old man, yeah. I live. Like in an area where like not even the area because I know like the stereotype of black men even though it's not just a stereotype I know what the stereotypes are so I know like you're gonna be more intimidated with the black man at your door this big black guy trying to get through your door so even though I don't think what he did was right it's just sometimes you just gotta think objectively and be like like okay the stigma around like black young black men is that they'll rob you they're gang affiliated all type of stuff so I'm not saying it's right what he did. But I can almost see where he's coming from as an old man. He feel, probably feels defenseless, and it's just this 
big, not even a big black, but just a big man trying to get through the door. You shouldn't shoot him in that sense, but like, I, I just think that I see, yeah, I, I can see where he's coming from. But I think it's wrong. I think he probably should definitely face some repercussions, whatever it is. Yeah, I think he's gonna be convicted. Yeah, I think sh- he's gonna be convicted. He should be. So long as so long as nothing, um, so long as nothing comes up that suggests otherwise, I think that it was a premature shooting. I think he should have tried to de-escalate the situation, saying, "Hey, you got the wrong house, um, uh, back away." But if Ralph would have kept going and kept, I still wouldn't have shot until he got inside of my house. If at that point he is in my house, knowing that this is the wrong house. At that point, I would have discharged my gun. But I don't think, I, I think he's still going to be convicted because, from my knowledge, there was no conversation between Ralph or Andrew during this uh, instance. And now Andrew just shot his firearm at Ralph. I, 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 that's why, the reason why I don't, why I'm saying that I don't know or I don't think that it's racial is why, is what you said. Is mm-hmm. he is a six foot tall, young, big man. And you are an elderly person at night where you don't know what's going to happen. The way race relations are right now in our country is really bad. So I can see maybe why it's not race related. I just, I still think the whole discharging the firearm in this instance was a little premature. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I. Yeah. It shouldn't have been any shots fired until the dude became a threat. Like, at the moment, like, yeah, you know, you're intimidated, but he wasn't really a threat. He wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's really like. I've done that before where sometimes I'm at the wrong house and I accidentally, you know, I move the door handle, but that doesn't mean like that I'm trying to break into the house. Right. Right. So it's, it's almost like it it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know when all the details will be brought up. I think he's in custody right now, but, um, we'll, we'll have to see how the trial goes with that. But I already know that, you know, BLM was out there. They had their, they had a lot of instruments. There were a huge group of people near the area chanting that saying that this is, Immediately going that this is a racial issue, I, I mean, I, I don't think I personally like I support. The, let me just get this one thing out. I support, Go for the, it. I support the phrase of Black Lives Matter, but the organization is already called oh, by itself. It's horrible. Yeah, but also like <laughs> I don't think this situation like I don't see how it could be racially motivated. But like if you're if he was black and he didn't even see who the dude was, if you hear like a, like someone trying to yank on your door and stuff, he would have been intimidated whether he was a white guy. Asian guy. If, it was like, a, if it's just any big man that's right, going to come to your door. Right. Like it's, not even like, it's not even whether it's black or white. Like I would have been intimidated whether it was a like a big white guy or a big black guy. Like, why are you trying to get through my door? Right, right. Like, but like, if all they're doing is just jugging at your doorknob, you wouldn't grab your firearm and shoot through the door to get yeah, to their... No like, matter what. Yeah, that's, that's see, that's where it's like, it's wishy-washy. It's very yeah. strange. But I also agree with you with BLM. I hate how the organization is run. I don't... Yeah. What's Do you know her name? I don't remember her name. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But she... Um, she spent millions of dollars with BLM funds on her own personal house, yeah, and it's I, like, I know about that. yeah, that was disgusting. I absolutely hated that. Yeah. That's more corruption, like parallel with Chicago's administration that we could get into on a whole nother topic. But um, yeah, my my verdict is is it, I think it was a premature shooting. But like you said, I think he'll still get convicted for it. Yeah. I really do. I don't I don't see much hope for uh, little Andrew Lester there. But uh, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that something like that even happened, but. Um, and, and organizations like um, like BLM that are that immediately have like 200 people in a group right out by the by the door of the house that it happened with screaming shouting in the neighborhood I don't think that helps and the way CNN like earlier we mentioned CNN uh, how they pictured it they put uh, you want to know what their title was mm-hmm. 
white man shoots black child. <laughs> that was, that was cool you put it that way. I know. So who's really trying to start a race war? Like, it's just gross. I, it, I, I absolutely hate um, like affiliations like CNN that, that do that, where they, they try to incite violence. You know, and then that inspires young people like the teens in Chicago to go and destroy cars and businesses that are newsflash owned by black business owners that you're destroying. So you're all you're destroying your own communities by doing that. Wait, wait. While we're on this topic, got this might be a little bit off top. It's on oh. the topic right now. Okay, I'm gonna just say it. But the thing this is this is another thing I have with the Black Lives Matter organization. Yeah. Obviously I'm black myself, so I support Black Lives Matter, but not like the organization. Yeah. I think that like, they see, like, a white person kill a black person. It's automatically racist. They automatically want to fight for Always. it. But I think there's way bigger issues to focus on. For example, the fact that, like, I think it's, it's around, like, 90% of black murders are committed by other black people murdering. I am so glad you and touched like, on that because that's something yeah. that also is very personal with me. I, yeah. I, I, I hate I, – I watch a lot of news. I keep up with a lot of stuff. And the amount of times that – Big media and big tech tr- portray this narrative of white versus black, or vice versa. It's it's gross. It's what you said in the begin, the very beginning of this episode when you mentioned that it's uh, that there's a lot of cultural issues. Yeah, is um, this stipulation that you have to you have to grow up in this in this certain way, or you're or you're like cast out like a right. leper, and uh, it's it's so unfortunate that black on black crime is. Is such a huge issue right now. If that you are right, the majority of gun violence is black on black crime, and it is so unfortunate to see that because, and, and it's this is be this statistic and this this uh, this situation is being manipulated by by people from CNN right. <laughs> that are just hiding it. They're not they're not showing the real issues that you know the real activism that's going on in neighborhoods that small small groups and other organizations are trying to do right now. They're just showing the the big ticket items like Andrew Lester versus Ralph Yarrow, like something like this that is most likely not even race related. It's just some miscommunication from an old man to a young kid that was obviously the old man's fault. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that like, like if Black Lives Matter cared so much about Black lives, what they need to do, they need to address like the gang issues around the entire country. Why are black people killing black people? Why are 90, 90% of black murders committed by other black people? Why in New York is the most, I don't know if you probably do know this actually, but the most dangerous place by statistics in New York for yeah. a black child oh, yeah. yep. in their mother's womb. We're actually, I'm so glad you said so, We're covering that in the, in the VP Plus segment too. We are covering New York. Don't you worry. We will get uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> but, I don't know. Yes. I think, Yes. There's a, there's a lot of threats to the black community. Yeah. It's a young black teenagers especially. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if we're being realistic, I know a lot of people, like people that know me are going to be like, they will claim I'm whitewashed because I'm talking about the truth. But the truth is, the biggest threat to black people is black people. And if Black Lives Matter cared about black people, they would try to unite the community instead of just trying to say, oh, it's the, it's the white people, it's this. Like, there's, yeah. sure, there's corrupted white people out there, but it's just statistically proven yeah. that blacks are killing blacks. And mm-hmm. we, need to, we need to do something about that. So we need to stop focusing on stupid situations like this. Yeah, Or exactly. kill the dude at his door. Mm-hmm. The Black Lives Matter will protest that, but they're not protesting in Detroit, What's Chicago, Atlanta, yes. where there's black teenagers being killed every single day. Yeah. So. Listen, yeah, BLM right. organization needs to stop spending all the money that they're getting from donations. Donations, by the way, and also some investments. 
Stop buying multi-million dollar mansions in the Hollywood Hills and actually start helping their communities do what they are designed to do from the very beginning. And that's why you have people here that do not respect the BLM organization at all because they feel it firsthand. They feel it firsthand when their own organization is, is betraying them and and using it for their own personal, like the executives and elites of BLM are using it for their own personal pleasures, having multi-million dollar mansions far away from the neighborhoods they should be helping. That's, it's, I yeah, we're, we will be getting into uh, New York City for sure too, uh, the New York state of crime. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that, that covers, um, that covers a pretty big thing. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be following up on this story a lot in the coming weeks. So make sure everyone stay tuned to that. That's something that uh, we do care about a lot and something we're going to touch base on soon within the next week at least. Um, so <laughs> this next one, um, this next one is very intense. Uh, something that we've been writing about here at the VP for a while here. Um, transgenders and kids. So uh, the Washington State Senate bill, so not the Senate, but the State Senate, um, is preventing um, rights from parents to children. So the bill specifically, I'm sorry, I'm reading this off of word for word. The bill prevents parents from having any right to prevent children from seeking gender-affirming care. They're calling it a shield law for minors attempting to medically transition. So in other words, if a 12-year-old Timmy wants to, has uh, been ma manipulated by some drag queen at church that... Um, he wants to go through a sex change medically, seek either HRT, hormone uh, replacement treatment, or um, have, unfortunately, his reproductive organs uh, removed surgically. He's allowed to do that without having the need for parental permission. He can go to a gender-affirming care center in Washington State and have castration or mutilation performed on him at 12 years old without the parents needing that. And this Senate bill was, I think, 5590 was, or 5599 was the Senate bill called the Shield Law. Yes, it's so unfortunate. So, like, uh, this allows the state exclusive rights to parents' own children without any conversation needing to be had. So, and we already know that children are being targeted by the transgender movement um, to perform early sex changes, or, um, and it's just so gross. Uh, these kids, children are impressionable. I think we all, I think we all know that, right? They don't know um, right from wrong necessarily to a full extent, to a fully developed extent. They are unable to to discern different different things. So when they are shown on media or through other people that you know there are more than two genders, or that uh, you really should feel more like a female or a male, vice versa. Uh, they could be subject to this at a whole different level. And Washington passing this bill scares me and is reminding me of actual fascism, ironically, uh, where parents are being ripped of their rights. Because normally, in a normal society, if a kid who is 13 says to his parents that he wants to be a female um, and go through removing testosterone and... Uh, Unfortunately, performing castration, um, the parents have the power to say no and sure. say, wait until you're an adult to make an adult decision. I feel like something like this is an adult decision. Am I, am I the only one? I hope I'm not the only one here. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I think that 
Like that, I can't even like wrap my head around that fact. Like I, I have a five year old sister. Okay. If I spent long enough trying to convince her that she's a unicorn, she'll believe it. Exactly. So we're trying to tell these kids, oh, you're a boy, but you you might just be trapped in this body. You might be a girl. Yeah. You might be this. You can convince a kid of anything. Uh, if anything, listen. When anything. I was a kid, I was, I I sometimes put on my mother's heels just for fun, and I'd see if I could walk on them, and I'd fall my I'd fall on my ass. But that doesn't mean that if my mother saw that. And she'd be like, "Oh, maybe he's showing signs that he might be, he might want to be a girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start medically transitioning him. Maybe he should start growing out his hair, start t- uh, taking uh, estrogen. Is this like is this really what society is coming down to, where kids are being removed of their of of their childhood, their innocence? I think it's just like the concept that kids are consuming nowadays is like it's destroying their mind because like nowadays like people like adults they use like." An iPad or a phone is a pacifier nowadays. Like your kids crying, yes. here's the phone. Yes. That kid can go on the phone and find anything. That's very true. Anything. So they're getting these, like they're consuming this content that is pressuring them to like just do things that are not normal. Like the, I'm not homophobic, but the LGBTQ community is trying to normalize things that are not normal. Humans are not designed to be gay. Men are not designed to turn into women. And women are not designed to turn into men. And when you teach kids that the vice versa, that they should. They shouldn't feel comfortable in their body. Like, you should be LGBT. I'm not saying you can't be, but that's not something you should teach your kids and encourage kids to be. No. So in no, in no circumstance should a kid, even with the parent's permission, a kid should even be allowed to go do that. Because you're not you're not like mature enough, and your brain is not developed enough to make some type of decision like that. Yeah. So, and then, and you, when you're a, if you're a, a woke parent doing this, you're setting your child up immediately for failure because the transgender community averages 42% suicide rate. That right there is setting your child up for failure. It's it's uh, it's so unfortunate. Your child should make that decision. Uh, I I'm also I'm very against the transgender movement, um, and I criticism come at me. It does not. I do not care. It's the the, the problem is is they're targeting their children. They're tar- they're tar- they're targeting our children. Uh, right now, I'm going to put up on the overlay here uh, of so a collection of transgender books for kids, children's books about drag. Shimmy shimmy to the tune of wheels on the bus go round and round. That's this exists, and and we're gonna we're, and again in our VV plus segment we're gonna talk about the United Nations uh, legalizing pedophilia as well. That's a whole different conversation, but that ties in with the Washington bill. So, why is this a big issue for you? For the parents out there that watch our show and listen to our show regularly or read our articles, why is this a big issue? Um, it is ironically fascism. Um, the government taking away rights from parents regarding their children uh, equals propaganda-filled children and uh, more leverage between state and adults. Let's, for example, let's say that you have you have a child, right? Okay. And you live in Washington, and your child is, let's say, I don't know, eight, nine years old, and they suddenly are they're they're on, let's say, like an iPad a lot. They read a lot. They listen to a lot of of woke content. And they get manipulated. Oh, hey, I I live in this state. I'm able to go over to this gender, you know, this care center, and uh, start doing HRT. Okay, maybe I should do that. And they'll they run away from your house to go to this facility. You are panicking. Obviously, like any parent would, you'd start panicking. Your child disappears. What do you do? You call 911. Someone's been kidnapped. The problem is the government knows because your child is at a government facility. The government knows. Where your child is, but they're not going to tell you yeah, because that child ran away from the household in kind of like a uh, abusive 
situation, like a like you know, let's say a child facing abuse, they run away to a police station, the police station helps them, they're not going to tell you where their kid is, or mm-hmm. you know, that's the situation that Washington has put up on the highest level right now. Is if you are a parent and your child runs away because they have been manipulated by woke media, that now they can start having care. They will take your the state will take your child away from you. That's what they have done with fifty five ninety nine. That's what they've done. So that that's why this is a big issue because of what he said, what I've said. This is, and, and Jalen is absolutely right on everything he said. The amount of uh, consumption that kids have on technology now it's like passive uh, like pacifiers it's gross and um, the left uses this so well by implementing children's books towards these kids that are available online and in person I mean the teachers are doing this too teachers in public schools are doing this now uh, growing up we didn't have something like that that we really had to endure nowadays Teachers are promoting the uh, LGBTQ lifestyle to their kid, to, to our kids, to our kids. So they're manipulating them young to grow a generation of sheep, in my opinion, yeah. a, a generation of sheep, and they so people that are just gonna, you know, free votes in the future for their party. So I think, uh, and, and if you think Washington's the only one, 24 states, including. Uh, uh, as well as Washington, D.C., have legalized uh, sex changes medically for kids under 16 years old. Yeah, I don't think there's any scenario where that should be accepted. I don't think that an 18-year-old should be able to do that. I don't think you should be able to choose that until you're 21 years old. Like, I'm yeah. 19, and I, oh, I know other 19-year-olds that are not mature enough to even... I don't think they should be able to drive for real. Like, there's no way you should change your gender yes. under the age of 21. Even if you shouldn't be changing it at all. No, you but shouldn't. You really shouldn't. You shouldn't be making that decision any age under 21 in my Yes. Even eighteen-year-olds are still teenagers. I'm a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I I think have any any sixteen-year-old or younger should does not have the capacity does has, does not have the capacity to make a decision that is life-altering and you cannot reverse this. I mean, once you hack off your penis, it's game over. Mm-hmm. You, I don't even want to think. Fourteen years old. Right. You, it, that's why they have a forty-two percent suicide rate. You hack off your penis at fourteen, it's game over. What do you do? And then you're just, it's just, there's no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel for, for these children. It's, it's horrible. It's absolutely deplorable. There are, there are parents on TikTok who have, they're abusing this, um, they're abusing their platform, 3 million plus subscribers where they are followers, where they're using their kids as these like trophies. I know one guy, his, he promotes his son transitioning and his son's like nine. It's yeah, that's, that's for crazy. views, for views. It's like this is woke. This is woke media. This is woke media. This is what this is what we have to look forward to. Raising kids, our us being the parents of this upcoming generation. Uh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. Even dating in this day and age is terrifying. Dating is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's you never. It's like whack a mole. You never know what you're gonna get. Right. It's it's guessing at this point. I mean, look at people like Dylan Mulvaney. It's just, oh, it's a hot mess, hot mess. This, this is the future for for America if we let if we let this continue. Yeah, I don't think I don't see why in schools you can't talk about religion in school. You can't talk about the Bible. No, you, you can't. I don't think you need to talk about like, like enforce your political opinion. So I don't see why you should be able to enforce sexual sexual opinions. Like, there's no reason why people, an eight year old kid should be she an eight year old kid shouldn't even know what a transgender is. No, no, <laughs> no. It, they should. really should. But, but they have books. They have children's books on this. Th- that does not make sense to me. 
I know. If I, if I go around, like, I bring my sister to church and some people would think that's weird. But if I was to take her to a clinic for her to become my little brother, oh, yeah. that, w- that would be okay. I don't oh, understand yeah. what society is accepting things that are just horrible and self-destructive. Yes. And they're rebuking, rebuking things that are beneficial, that will build your soul and your body. I don't understand it. You, you want to talk about things that destroy society? That's it right there. That's it right yeah. there. And they even have drag queens teaching kids about transgenderism in churches now, too. Yeah, but that, like, that is, that's that's wokeness kills us all. I can't even think of an that could describe. I know it's that. immoral. That's that's yeah. immoral, and you know what? It's it's disgusting that it's even at this level. But so this was our free portion of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Jalen has been an extremely wonderful uh, guest here on our second episode. Uh, I am very happy to have you here. Thank you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, one more time, mailing list, Borelli.org slash sign up. It's free. It takes seconds. I promise you it is a great decision. It's the best decision you can make for all of our content, everything in one place. Um, make sure to join VP plus. We're about to continue this. We have more content coming on again. We have more wokeness to talk about the, uh, Biden's many vacations he's had and the attack on political views that people are having on a physical level now. So please make sure to cons- uh, consider subscribing up, subscribing up, <laughs> <laughs> joining up Varelli.org slash join team B. And of course, check Jalen out on YouTube. I will have everything linked in below. He's definitely, he's been a great guest. I, someone I highly recommend going and checking out. Make sure you su- uh, subscribe to him today as well. Other than that, we'll see you all next week. I guess, uh, I guess that's a wrap on this one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>